Y'all, Ohio just, it cannot get a break. There was a metal manufacturing plant explosion yesterday where it killed at least one person. 13 others were injured. Who knows if the num the death toll will rise. I'm not sure the extent of the injuries of the 13 people, but that was in Bedford, Ohio. You have the known train derailment um, in Pal East Palestine, Ohio that happened February 3rd, and we're still dealing with all of that aftermath. There were 62 acres of farmland that just went up into flames a couple of days ago somewhere in Ohio. And then uh, over the last couple of days, you have massive uh, overdoses in Columbus, Ohio. They, I think they said there were there were 18 overdoses in the past 24 hours in Columbus, Ohio. Just Ohio is having a very, very rough time right now. I want to talk about just a couple of things with you guys this morning. Uh, it is Tuesday, February the 21st. Uh, good morning, Squirrel Tribe. So yesterday was President's Day. That's why there was nothing really happening in East Palestine yesterday because everybody had to take the day off, so, you know, because they got paid for that day off, so they didn't want to miss that. Today they have the health clinic that happens to be popping up in East Palestine, Ohio, um, to kind of help the, the citizens of the area feel safer and better about their health concerns following all of the toxic chemicals that have been released into their water, soil, and air over the past couple of weeks. Um, but on top of that, some of you may not have known this, but in January, January 29th, East Palestine, Ohio actually implemented a thing called My ID. So I had a couple of you guys mention that to me, so I wanted to look it up. So this is what I found for you guys. So there was a, in October of last year, there was an article out that said that East Palestine is the place to be uh, because of what was going to happen in January, which is this thing called My ID which I have an article here to read to you guys because I want to make sure I give you the correct information here. So it's supposed to be this new medical service, right? That's supposed to kind of help um, safety personnel, I guess you could say, like firefighters, police, whoever else, scan a QR code that would either be on a key fob that you have or on your bracelet so they could get your contact information if there was an emergency. They could see your allergies. They could see any illnesses you may have had and, and other things like that. And a lot of people seem to be confused on exactly what the My ID is. So what this is, it's a small device um, that they say it's an important medical device available to all the residents in East Palestine, just East Palestine for some reason. Um, and it says it gives them rapid information that that we may need should somebody be unresponsive or having some kind of emergency. This is according to the fire chief, uh, Keith Drabic in East Palestine. It says, my ID provides wearable devices or key fobs that have QR codes. You know, the QR codes that you pull out the camera on your phone, you scan it and it pops up whatever is linked to that QR code. It says here, emergency responders use a camera phone to access important medical information. It shows them the underlying medical conditions people have supplied about allergies, medications, and emergency contacts. That information could impact treatment decisions if a person can't say it. All of the information is HIPAA compliant. It says, we're not doing this to gain anybody's information, to try and steal anybody's information. We're doing this to help the public in medical emergencies, according to the fire chief. It says that uh, the MyID is available in East Palestine and Unity Township, and the fire department will demonstrate it to other departments that provide backup, and that MyID can be used anywhere. So what they're saying is a lot of people are saying that it, you know, it, it reads your heart rate and your um, blood pressure and all this other stuff. But according to everything I've looked up, that is not the case. It is literally like a medical alert bracelet kind of thing. I think that's what those are, where you just wear it and it tells responders, anybody who may find you if you're unresponsive, exactly what medications you may be on or what your health issues are. This one though, 
it's just a QR code that you have to scan to get the information. And because it is HIPAA compliant, it can't give any information you aren't willing to put into the QR code itself. According to what I read and what I looked up, it is up to the wearer what information they plan on sharing with the QR code itself, with the My ID, with everybody else. You can put in there what your allergies are, what you're allergic to, um, what diseases or uh, other things you may have going on with you physically at that moment. It's a, it's a thing you can update as you go. Now, the fact that everything seems to be happening in East Palestine is the problem here y'all it is the problem so in October you have this article coming out talking about how East Palestine is the place to be because of this new my ID thing and it's like why would they choose East Palestine to to focus this thing on out of everywhere in the entire country why is this where this is going why East Palestine so I wanted to look up East Palestine and see exactly what what it is and so I looked up and I want you guys to know that East Palestine is kind of like a little dot of, I want to say dot of nothing in the middle of nowhere. Like that's what I'm coming up with. I'm not seeing anything major about East Palestine. So according to this, they're just under the population's 4,739 people, right? Their real estate median home value is $89,900 and your median rent is $759. Now, according to this though, 68% of residents own, 32% of residents rent their, their places. Here's, here's what I find interesting. The median home value in East Palestine being just under $90,000, where the national, the national median home value is $245,000. So this is definitely a place where there is less money being spent and less money coming in. This is a very, in my opinion, according to this, it is a, I don't want to say poor area, but it is not what they would consider like a, a, a money area, someplace where you, you have just money to spend and things like that. So median rent at $759, where the national average is closer to $1,200. So I look on the map and I don't really see anything crazy about East Palestine. There's, It's not near anything. It used to be called Mechanicsburg until it was changed for um, religious purposes. They changed it to East Palestine because of the, the religion that's in the area. In case you guys didn't know that, it used to be Mechanicsburg. So it has low assault, murder, crime rates, the residents, Here's the other thing that I found interesting. Residents, the highest percentages, 21% of residents, residents, yeah, are over 65 years old, 18% are under 10 years old, and the rest make up the middle. Your highest percentage of citizens there are over 65 years old. They are older, non-working citizens, right? And only 22% of people that live there have some sort of college education, whereas the national average is closer to 29%. Median household income is just under $45,000, where the national is just under $70,000. So again, it's not a place that has a lot of money. And I find that interesting that a place that is very low income does not have money to really build anything or buy anything or sustain anything is the place where they want to start this whole new My ID thing and where uh, East Palestine is the place to be. Why is that where they want to do all of this? So then I start looking at a couple more things and I noticed that, um, let me see, let me find this right one for you guys. I have a couple different articles here that I wanted to go through and a couple different things that I had written down that I found to be very, very important. Uh, we talked about the brush fire. That was 62 acres of brush fire. Uh, hold on for me one second. 
Okay, so this is what I was looking for. I took a screenshot of from this lady. Her name is Jamie Kaza, C-O-Z-Z-A. She said her and her family evacuated to a hotel in, out of East Palestine once the when the train derailed and have not moved back to town. She said she's glad she didn't return after a toxicology report done at her house came back with bad news. I got a phone call today that I can't be there. They're offering me first month's, last month's rent and all moving expenses. She said she had to demand further testing of her water and soil. They said, my house, I cannot go back to it. They called today and offered me that settlement. My question is, why doesn't everyone else deserve that same testing? So here's my question. They tested her house, her area, and I want to know exactly where hers is to where they were like, oh, you can't go back there. So we're going to pay you. And the question is, who is offering this? Is it the EPA? Is it Norfolk Southern? Is it another agency within Ohio? Is it something even bigger than that because she does not mention here who offered this but if they are trying to now say hey listen we'll just buy your home knowing that the median home price is one fourth of or a third of what it is within the rest of the country it will make it very easy for somebody to come in there and buy up those homes from those people who have lower income than anybody else in the rest of the country according to the medians right so i'm looking at this from so many different angles y'all because, again, I, you can call me conspiracy theorist, but I, I feel like I'm more of a look at the things that they're not telling you. Put all these things together. Um, the, uh, what's his name? Pete Budigeg? I don't know how to say his name. I'm not going to lie. Pete B, whatever. He hasn't even been to East Palestine. He says he will go when the timing is right. The president, President Biden, has not been to East Palestine. He went to Ukraine and Poland instead, instead of going to East Palestine. I'm guessing the timing isn't right either. FEMA isn't showing up. I need y'all to understand that when these big names who should be the first ones to go there have not shown up, it says to me that even they feel it is unsafe to go to, okay? Where they have the health clinic going up today. I've been looking everywhere. I haven't seen any pictures or videos yet of the health clinic being set up, of anybody being there yet. Hopefully they do set it up. I'm very curious how they're going to do it, if they're going to show up in hazmat suits and face masks and everything else, because if they do, that tells you right there that it is not safe for the residents to be there. But the fact that they're already willing and offering to buy people's homes says to me that there is a bigger plan for all of this. That train could have derailed anywhere, but it happens to derail in East Palestine, the same place where they're doing the My ID, where they're checking, you know, um, where they're saying that it's for your own safety so that if you fall out or whatever else, that they can uh, contact your, your loved ones. But if you're also going to these health clinics and these doctors, and you're having them update your information, they're then going to be able to put these things into your My ID because they gave them for free to most of these residents. They did, they did a, um, uh, where you, where you raise money, the big fundraiser or whatever to get enough money to supply these bands to the majority of the residents, not all of them, but they said that these things only cost roughly $20, but it's for your safety to have this bracelet or this key fob on you at all times in case something happens to you and they're only $20, right? So everything kind of going together makes me wonder what they want out of East Palestine. Then I had somebody email me about the fact that there is a new Intel chip processing plant going up in Ohio. There's supposed to be two of them going up. It will be the two biggest Intel chip processing plants in the world, not just the country, but in the world. And they happen to be going up in Ohio. There's just so much happening in Ohio that it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I don't understand why suddenly Ohio is the place to be and why everything seems to be happening there right now, but there is a lot going on there. 
Uh, side note, because it's, I just remembered yesterday being President's Day, Jimmy Carter actually went into hospice yesterday. If anybody was curious about that or interested in knowing that, he went into hospice on President's Day, which I, I found kind of like bittersweet, you know, that on the day that you're supposed to, I guess, remember the presidents, that that's the day he decided to stop going into the doctors for treatments and whatever else, because he's been, he's had some health issues lately and he's gone into hospice instead. The same day that uh, our current president decided to leave our country and go help out another country once again by offering $500 million worth of supplies to Ukraine in the form of uh, war apparatuses, apparati, I don't know, like tanks and guns and whatever else. Just constantly giving them away to other countries. That $500 million worth of stuff could probably be used here at some point, especially if we're looking at maybe possible World War III with China or Russia or who knows who at this point. We seem to be pissing everybody off lately. Um, but the whole thing with the with East Palestine and yesterday's chemical, not chemical, yesterday's metal uh, manufacturing plant explosion, it's like Everything's just happening way too back to back to back in the same general location for it to be coincidence to me and probably to a lot of you. So they called this, uh, this thing yesterday at the metal manufacturing plant a mass casualty. I don't think they know what mass casualty means. I'm pretty sure it means more than one dead. But I could be, I could be wrong. One person died and at least 13 injured after explosion at metal manufacturing plant in Bedford, Ohio. Molten debris rained down as building blazed just weeks after East Palestine train, toxic train derailed. So Steve Mullins, 46, that's who died. Um, and multiple people are injured after an explosion at a metal manufacturing plant in Bedford, Ohio. The explosion, what happened at 2.30 p.m. on Monday, is located, get this, just about 70 miles from East Palestine where a toxic train derailed on February 3rd. So here's my question. I don't know how this works together. I'm not even gonna lie. They haven't been able to say what caused this um, explosion. It says ambulances were pictured on the scene of I, Schumann & Co., which makes brass and bronze alloys. It's unclear what caused the explosion, which happened around 2.15 p.m. on Monday. One person was originally listed in critical condi condition, but after 8.30 p.m., that person died from their injuries. The explosion in Bedford, Ohio, 70 miles from blah, blah, blah. It is just south of Cleveland. So here is a, it's not really going to show you much, but there's like a little right here video where they're trying to put out, spray water on the explosion. And you can see, I mean, there's a lot inside. Y'all see that right there? I, I know the glare it sucks in here. I'm sorry. But um, the fact that that's just 70 miles away from East Palestine, it's like, Y'all, it's getting too close to home. But then my question, here was my question. And I don't know if any of you will be able to answer this. And I don't really know how to figure this one out for myself. I'm not going to lie, which is why I'm bringing my thought process to you. <laughs> we know that that toxic, toxic plume that was released in East Palestine after they, after they willingly opened non-breached tanks to let out... Uh, vinyl chloride onto the ground to then set on fire to then let off into the air and into the soil into the water we know that it changes forms it becomes um phosgene it becomes hydric acid it becomes all the all, like a few other things that my brain can't remember right now but what happens when something of that sort travels 70 miles and it's near an area where they are working with sparks and things like that making metal metal anything is it possible is it feasible for something to be in the water that is then used 70 miles away 
that can then cause an explosion inside a plant where they're where they're where they're messing with metal and sparks and things like that is there something in the air is there something in the soil like I don't know if there is the ability for those two things to coexist and then make this massive explosion but it doesn't seem far-fetched to me and for those of you who may have an idea please let us know in the comments because I am curious and no matter how much I try to Google stuff or whatever else I can't exactly figure out if there is a way that they can that they're tied together I just know that it's extremely coincidental that there happens to be another massive explosion 70 miles away from East Palestine where we already know all these chemicals have been released into the water the soil the air and they have traveled they have traveled a, a great distance is people outside of the 70 miles are talking about how their water tastes weird how people are getting sick and having issues with their vision and their throats and everything else and I, I don't think it's I don't think it's far-fetched to, to, to wonder if something from that is what triggered what happened at the metal manufacturing plant I can see how it could work I'm just not a chemist scientist so I'm not a hundred percent percent sure exactly how it all works together but that is something that if you guys have an idea of I would absolutely love your input because I'm very very curious on how that all works I had something else here that I wanted to tell you guys um oh yeah so then they're you know in East Palestine they're talking about how the water's perfectly okay but Cincinnati area water district shut off intake from Ohio River due to contamination from East Palestine derailment okay only days after Ohio Governor Mike DeWine publicly declared that the water in East Palestine is safe to drink, water authorities in Cincinnati, hundreds of miles away, announced they would shut off the intakes from the river out of an abundance of caution. The Water Authority in Northern Kentucky that serves Campbell and Kenton counties and portions of Boone, Grant, and Pendleton is following Cincinnati's lead. So you have two places now that have shut off the water supply that is coming from Ohio because they don't trust that it's not going to make their residents sick. Chemicals leaked from the catastrophic derailment and controlled release and burn, they put the quotations because you can't control a release and burn that goes up into the air and into the water and into the soil. That's not controlled. That's just negligent shit. So, um, chemicals leaked from the catastrophic derailment and controlled release and burn of vinyl chloride from a tanker car would reach the greater Cincinnati Waterworks Ohio River intake by late Saturday, early Sunday morning. Uh, according to uh, public works officials thus far they have only detected very low levels of the chemical butyl acrylate a byproduct of the burning of hundreds of thousands of gallons of vinyl chloride upstream of the city this is believed to have seeped into the Ohio River from a small creek approximately 300 miles north the Ohio River passes less than 20 miles south of East Palestine and it also um, empties into the Mississippi if I am correct um, the same day DeWine's office was informed that a large chemical plume of butyl acrylate had reached Galapagos, Ohio, and was expected to arrive near Huntington, West Virginia. Richard Harrison, the executive director of the Ohio River Valley Water Sanitation Commission, told the Cincinnati Enquirer the rain that fell across the region on Thursday had made a significant impact in speeding the arrival of the contaminants to the city's water intake. Remember? Acid rain, people, it's going to come down and, you know, it's going to hit not just your water intake, but also your farms, your fields where you're growing your vegetables, where your animals are, where they're eating the grass and things like that. This has a much bigger implication than just the water is going to be bad or the soil in that area is going to be bad. You have to think about the fact that it travels, all of this travels, and it's going to affect everywhere that it reaches. It's going to affect the future food in the area that all of this reaches. Your vegetables, your fruits, your meats, your fish, your absolutely everything. 
So now's a good time to go out and buy the stuff that's already canned and made and frozen and on the shelves and in your grocery stores. Don't care which grocery store you go to at this point, wherever you can go and go ahead and I'm going to use the words stock up your pantry people with some stuff that is hopefully pre-contamination because we have a lot of Amish farmland in the areas of Ohio and um, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, places like that. You have a lot of manufacturing plants. You have a lot of uh, farms, whether they're small farms or big farms. There are a lot of farms in those areas and it's going to affect that food source, those food sources that are coming out of there. So you have to think these things through past the just what they're showing you. It says here, Harrison told the newspaper that the levels of compound in the water are still far below what the centers of disease control and prevention would consider hazardous. Oh, but do you know why? Because just two or three weeks prior to this train derailment, the CDC just happened to update their um, what they consider hazardous on vinyl chloride. They changed it from 550 parts per million to I think like 100,000 parts per million or something like that. But they took out the the part about how it affects elderly and children which is just i mean the timing y'all the timing uh, and especially to update that one like the timing is just something wrong there the presence of chemicals from the spill in the ohio river at any level is a worrying development no shit sherlock uh the ohio river basin drains an area where approximately 25 million people live and several cities lie along its course including cincinnati ohio and louisville kentucky with metro populations of 2.3 million and 1.4 million respectively. It is also one of the largest tributaries of the Mississippi River. Major cities downriver from where the Ohio River empties into the lower Mississippi include Memphis, Tennessee, metro uh, population of 1.3 million, Baton Rouge, 870,000, and New Orleans, or Nolens, uh, which is 1.3 million in Louisiana. The precise danger to the public is not yet known. But y'all, there is danger. We know there's danger. Uh, the exact substances released in the controlled release and burn remain to be confirmed, but they include the highly poisonous and cancer-causing agent vinyl chloride. We already know this part here. Um, and they're sticking with the 35. It's estimated that 3,500 fish have been killed. We're still with 3,500? They just they hit 3,500 and quit counting? Like, that number has not changed in two weeks, and I find that very, very suspicious. Side note. Um... A derailment of a Conrail train in November of 2012 over a bridge in the Mantua Creek in Paulsboro, New Jersey, led to the spillage of vinyl chloride into the air and surrounding water. Two years later, survey, surveys conducted by the state's health department found that around 10% of the local population suffered from chronic headaches, nose, anther irritation, and respiratory difficulties. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's going to get so much worse. Um, right now, it says that here, what is this? Uh, based on the available data that we've seen on the EPA response site, we just don't have the information we need to understand what chemicals may be present. We know it started as vinyl chloride, but as soon as you burn that, all bets are off. You have a lot of chemical byproducts that can happen from a combustion process like that. Listen, y'all, there, there's a lot of issues here. Last week, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg? Pete B. waved off concerns by pointing to the fact that more than 1,000 derailments take place in the United States each year. Okay, cool story, bro, but how many of them willingly release toxic chemicals into the ground and light them shits on fire? Like, God, you, whatever. When this provoked an angry public reaction, uh-huh, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders leapt to his defense. Oh, Bernie, what are you doing? 
Was he driving the train? Sanders quipped when asked if Booty Gag bore any share of responsibility for the disaster, implicitly blaming the rail crew itself for the derailment. Listen, this isn't even about the derailment anymore. It's about the fact that they breached these uh, tankers on purpose to set this shit on fire. Like, that is the whole issue here. It doesn't matter if the man driving the train fell asleep. Yes, he is at fault at that point. But it, that's not even the main concern. The, the pointing fingers at this, 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 and this. The main concern is the fact that they lit this shit on fire knowing good and damn well what would happen and they did nothing to control it. You cannot con call it a controlled burn when you watch it seep into the ground, into the water, and up into the air. That is, there's no control there. That's just you lit some stuff on fire and stood back and watched that mother burn. Like that's, y'all, y'all, I get so pissed off at these kind of things. It just, it, I don't, I don't understand. I just, I don't understand. That's the problem here. It feels like domestic terrorism and I don't understand. It feels like warfare against the American people and I don't understand. It feels like they said which area is the most likely to need the money and need our help and need whatever else, that's where we're going to go. East Palestine just happens to have a freight train, um, uh, what is it called? Stop like, y'all, I can't, I can't right now. The, my brain is pissed off at all of this, so I'm having an issue putting my thoughts together, which I'm guessing you, uh, if you've been here before, you know how this works. Let's see. Beginning at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Ohio is, form is formed by the confluence of the Allegheny and Monongahala rivers. It ends 981 miles later in Cairo, Illinois, when it empties into the Mississippi. So that's a long ass river. The Ohio River flows 980 miles through six states from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Cairo, Illinois. There, the Ohio meets the Mississippi River, eventually connecting it to the Gulf of Mexico. Look, we're going to end up in the ocean too. You know what else is in the ocean? Other fish that we like to eat. So there's just a whole lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack here and I understand that it's a lot and I'm kind of all over the place with it is because it's kind of all over the place. There is no there is no easy path to follow with this whole story because there's constant moving parts to it. There's constant people trying to cover up parts. There's constant people trying to change how this is all going and it's just it's it's a whole lot. That's all I want to say is it is an absolute whole lot and where is this thing? Oh, and then the 62 acres land southeast Ohio that went up in flames. Brush fire burned 62 acres. It's like, okay, so what was happening there? It just happened to be open. And they said no one was hurt. They have no idea what started it. There, it, There's no point behind it, but it's called a massive brush fire. It happened on Thursday. And they can't figure out why it started or how it started. Just... And then you have this opioid um, overdoses suddenly happening in Columbus, Ohio. Just, they're trying to wipe Ohio off the map. That's how it feels. I don't know that any of this was helpful. I'm not going to lie. These are just things that I saw that I was thinking that I wanted to bring to you guys just because I want to get these thoughts out of my head and out to you so that you guys can have your own thoughts and ideas and get back into the comments and we can try to figure this out together. There are some churches and, and uh, places around East Palestine that are trying to um, get bottled water shipped in so they can send it out to other places that may need it. Um, but it, I don't have like a specific place. I was Googling and trying to find stuff there, reaching out to you guys via you know Instagram and email and stuff, trying to figure out. But nobody came out with a specific location, just saying that there are churches and other, um, there's a, a wine manufacturer, no, wine farm. I don't think you call it a wine farm. Hello phone. 
there's a wine farm that's also trying to get water in so they can help out other surrounding areas. But that's all I've got so far. Um, FEMA ain't doing shh, uh, DeWine ain't doing shh, and the president ain't doing shh. <laughs> so it's like East Palestine is, they're, they're like forgotten, but not at the same time. It's just, it's very hard to help them because people either can't get in, won't go in, I don't know how this is all going to work. I don't know what's going to happen in the long run for these people. And I feel really bad. I do feel like they're going to have everybody in there is going to end up with the whole, well, we can't stay here. We're, we're scared about the water and the soil and the air. So we have to leave. And then they're going to sell their homes. And who's going to buy these homes? Who's going to buy these homes? Probably BlackRock. They're going to buy these homes. Then they're going to own these homes. And they're going to just demolish this entire city and turn it into what? That's what I want to know. I want to know what their plans are for Ohio. We already know that they're going to have the chip manufacturers in there. What comes after that? The place to build the robots to put the chips in? Like, I'm just very curious on what the end game is for East Palestine, Ohio, because there's clearly an end game because this is definitely something that feels manufactured and set up and put into motion in October of last year when they first started talking about the MyIDs and then it just, that's, that's where it starts. But where does it end? That's my question. Listen. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Please, please let me know in the comments what you think about all of this. Um, it just, none of it, none of it makes sense. And that's the problem. If, if even a portion of it made sense and you could understand and wrap your mind around exactly why it's happening, how it happened and whatever else, that'd be fine. But you can't. And then there's news that came out that there was a bomb on part of a uh, train track in Pennsylvania. Like, what is happening? And so the the train that derailed in East Palestine technically was on its way to someplace in Pennsylvania. I don't know the final destination because they haven't said it anywhere, but it was going somewhere in Pennsylvania itself. So maybe where they found the explosives on the Pennsylvania track, maybe that was the second part. If East Palestine messed up, then that's the ne next place it was supposed to derail. Y'all, I have so many questions that have no answers and it's frustrating. That's That's it, listen. I love you all. I hope you have a good Tuesday. Don't don't get so far down the rabbit hole that your brain starts to have a small mini meltdown. Go, like I say all the time, when you're done watching things that kind of give you anxiety and scare you, go watch something funny. I don't even care what it is. Go watch the Carol Burnett show, like reruns. Go watch reruns of Mama's House. Um, that's what it's called, Mama's House? Mama's Family. Mama's Family. Um, and, and just, or something. Just go do something to make you smile and make your face not do this because I can feel my face stuck like this for the longest time lately trying to figure out what is going on in our country. So I love you all. Have a better Tuesday. <laughs> Bye.